0: Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett.
1: And I am Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry for over 17 years and have seen just about everything. And as damaged as we are, we are ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. Look at that! I nailed it after a break, after like two or three weeks off of recording. Yes, welcome back, Matt. How have you been? Oh, been good. The uh, It's crazy to have uh, such a long break from recording, even though what there was only one episode where you recorded all by yourself yeah it was lonely oh it was it was uncle chris's story time it was it was, it was fun awesome. yeah i had a lot of yeah. fun with that episode yeah that was a lot of fun so that's what we're going to talk about this week guys is when you take breaks like coming back from a break and what it feels like and what we need to do to come back into ministry well because sometimes you you lose your rhythm you lose your mojo you lose some of your energy um and Sometimes you come back with actually a lot more energy. But what does it look like when you come back to ministry? There are multiple ministries in each parish, and they all come back from breaks. They all have different types of breaks. So like youth ministry, the break in youth ministry is actually not necessarily a break in meeting, Chris, do you all have meetings every
0: all throughout the summer?
1: Every week we got two meetings a week. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a, a lower attendance, my guess is.
0: And it's a different style. For example, we do softball one day a week, and then we do uh, what we call a mass club. And so uh-huh. daily mass, lunch, and a, a teaching. Um, but it's not the same as the big youth youth night. It doesn't take as much work. And so, yeah. And and it's much smaller group, which, which is amazing. You get to know, you get to know 15 to 30 teens instead of being overwhelmed, which is, um, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really a different pace.
1: So that break is different than what the DREs break is for religious education. Because often they'll just stop in May and they won't see anyone until they start again in. Oh, except August for
0: Vacation sometime. Bible School, which is that's right. Maybe sometimes it's in it, it a lot of parishes the biggest summer event that occurs.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then RCIA they stop, you know, around Easter time. Sometimes they'll have follow up meetings, and then they start again in the fall with a whole new crop of people. So that's a different restart
0: than anyone else. Yes. Right. It, it, in most cases, I know some RCA programs that are year-round, a constant on-ramp to the the church, which I think is is good. If you feel called in June and you're like, "Well, come back in September," that's it's kind of awkward, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I appreciate some of the models that I've seen out there as well. Yes, but yes, yeah. most of the time it's a different pace for sure.
1: Well, and and then you have a different stop and start, which we're not necessarily going to dive into here. It's it's when you take vacations or. When you, like, I mean, maybe it's the same thing or something we should talk about when a priest takes a sabbatical and what that looks like coming back into the swing of things. Right. But that, that may be a totally different animal that we don't dive into
0: today. And maybe we bring a priest who's on sabbatical to talk about it. Yeah.
1: That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of struggles do, do we deal with when we come back from
0: these breaks? So there's a, a few just logistical struggles. If you've taken a break well, then you're going to have a lot of emails Coming back right, but it, that 's actually a vacation coming back from a vacation, um, but if you 're just taking a break from ministry, I think some of the struggles is momentum, right when people yep. are used yep. to coming up every week, whether it 's every Wednesday evening or every Sunday evening, you break that rhythm, and it 's hard to get people started back in that rhythm again
1: and that 's one of the reasons why you know in in youth ministry, we will continue through the summer is to keep that expectation that we are going to be meeting every week. Um, like rolling through the summer so that we don't have to necessarily restart the whole mindset of we are meeting every week.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so the other challenge, and you already mentioned it, is that there's going to be some new faces, almost regardless of what ministry you're in, um, there ideally would be some new faces. So in youth ministry, you're going to have a whole new freshman class after a summer break. And I -hmm. I do air quotes, you guys can't see it, summer break, Uh, (laughs) because... A a lot of ministries continue through the summer, but again, it's at a different pace. Um, And so how do you incorporate that when three of the grades are returning and one of the grades is brand new? So that's a challenge as well. What are some of the other challenges? Well,
1: that like when you were talking about ministry momentum, it's not just the momentum of the ministry itself and what people are expecting out of the ministry. It's actually like my personal momentum. When you start doing things through the summer or you do different things through the summer, then you have to get back into the swing of things when the fall comes around, and you, I don't know, like sometimes it's hard to get that energy back up to, to go. Oh, okay, this starts again. Um, I can I can just imagine you know an RCI director that takes a break in the summer. They they didn't necessarily they they weren't meeting weekly,
0: um, and they could have anyone. still been working forty hours a week, but sure. now they're shifting from planning to execution, and that's yep. a different pace that that requires different energy and different resources. absolutely
1: and then you're sacrificing another like one of your nights you know it's like you're going back from having my tuesday nights you know free for myself and now my tuesday nights are at the parish every single week for the rest of the year right and so that that's kind of hard to get over that momentum hump
0: i think there's also an intimacy loss as well and so if you've been journeying with the same group of people for an entire semester and then you don't see them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months even if they're returning in the fall it's not going to be, <laughs> your last night in the spring is not going to be as, as relationally tight as your first night in the fall. And so we have to plan for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, those that like in, let's, I can think is uh, the DRE, your rock star parent that was volunteering like crazy for you through the, the spring semester. You know, you come back the fall semester expecting them to, to be on board, but they've gone through a, through a whole lot of crap over the summer. Things are going to be different with all those relationships. Yes. And then like on that same sort of thing, if you're getting a whole new crop of people like RCIA typically, you've got to start over from scratch where you, you've left the spring semester with these relationships with all these people who came into the church and you had this awesome, you know, beautiful moment. Um, and then you're you're starting all over again from scratch. Right. Um, and so, and so
0: returning from a break, it provides a couple of opportunities, right? Um, yeah. I think one of the opportunities... For those who have returning people, is that that becomes a catalyst for conversation to restart up those relationships? Hey, did you travel anywhere over summer or after Christmas break? Even even the high school teens or the core team, I still ask them, "What did Santa Claus bring you?" You know, for Christmas, <laughs> and uh, and they always smile. And most of the time, they can't remember. Like I'm just like in the in the world of consumerism that we live in. Like mm-hmm. the teens on January seventh. Right, like three weeks after Christmas, two weeks after Christmas, can't remember what they got for Christmas. Right? <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> crazy. Their parents took out a second mortgage to get it for them, but they don't—they don't remember. <laughs> you know, so um, neither here nor there. But but it changes the conversation that that initial conversation, um, and and I think that that's important to change that initial conversation because we have to build an on ramp back to ministry mode or, or that ministry time. And I believe that Christ modeled that as well. I think the road to Emmaus is a great example, right? He hadn't seen those guys for a while. They didn't recognize him, but he journeyed with them first. He didn't come back and immediately say, hey, I'm Jesus. He journeyed with them. He listened to them first, and then he started to share and finally led to the breaking of the bread. And I think that that model is something we need to do because sometimes we get back into it and we cannot wait to share the fullness of the truth. Yep. And. But they are not yet ready to receive it because that relationship. And the crazy thing is is sometimes we spend the breaks planning and we get mm-hmm. so excited about executing that we forget about those who we are going to be sharing it with. So we need to make sure that we plan one or two nights. I mentioned as we were doing show prep, I mentioned we need to have more cookies than catechesis at our mm-hmm. first night back. More, more yeah. reasons to kind of chat and catch up. Uh, and I think that that will lead to a more successful sharing and receiving of the gospel in the future sessions that you gather in
1: yeah and there was something that you mentioned before we uh started recording and it was the that you you've missed a page in the book you've missed a page or two in the book um so where you were walking with that person you know and reading their story book let's i mean reading their story along with them walking along with them in their story and then their story continued through the summer or through the break whatever it was without you without you there and then you pick back up a few pages later and you, you can't pick up exactly where you were previously because something happened, you know, between the last time you saw them and now. And, right. and that's where you spend those, the, the cookie time, you know, whatever it is, you know, like asking them, hey, what happened on those two pages that I missed or whatever it is. Right. Um, and that's that's a really good response to that relationship pause. Like how do we respond to that, you know, struggle um and it's it's a great opportunity to have a conversation and and to have a reason in a way to start a conversation you know what did you do this summer is is easy transition
0: some of that sharing is difficult right and so yeah. whether it's a a, a volunteer or um a, a, a participant they might have left uh at the end of a semester on fire for christ and then their life may have taken them down a difficult path i mean that's just the reality Some of our volunteers might have lost that sense of calling or that sense of purpose with the ministry. And now you're sitting there talking to them and they're like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna volunteer again in the fall semester. What happened? You know, like how do we how do we dive into that when that intimacy loss or that relationship has gotten distant? And then there's something that we don't know that became a wedge in between that. It's hard, and it's, it's sometimes very sad when, when I see that, especially with those those teens that are post-confirmation to where there's no longer a major catalyst for them coming back outside of their deep relationship with Christ. And now somewhere over the break, their relationship with Christ went from deep to possibly non-existent, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I say that because coming back from a break— can almost you almost need a morning period about that because some of these things changed and the last page we saw was usually beautiful. The end of a semester is always like really good. bittersweet, but really good. And now the beginning of a new semester and you're like, where, where did Jonathan go? Where did, where did Sarah go? Like <laughs>
1: where did that person that I knew and loved, like, where did they go? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're totally different than they used to be.
0: Yeah. So that's yeah. something that just to be, be prepared for. Absolutely. On a personal level coming back, I mentioned to you earlier I get excited i'm like I can't wait I'm, we're getting back into it let's go you know uh but for you you mentioned like I need to really jazz myself up to get going so tell me about that
1: yeah it's 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 interesting you know spring break you know is is often the worst for me um, because I have this i mean what you had two or three months of of ministry and then you have this break and then you come back from the break and you're like oh, that break wasn't long enough. You know, I right. needed a longer, a longer break. And then summers it can sometimes be the same thing just because it's a, it's a totally different change of pace. But, and I don't know how everyone else responds to that. Everyone else who has that same, uh, I guess, feeling. Because there are people out there like you, Chris, who are all, you know, jazzed up and fired up to get started and excited about it. Um, and I'm, I'm always excited to, to see the people when I come back. But I definitely have to get over that hesitance that I have. And that's like, for me, my response is to just get started. I, I have to, you know, plug away and, and get it done because once I get back into it, then all of that tiredness, all of that, you know, hesitation or whatever it was just disappears. It goes away. Um, I don't know if that's grace or if that's just the, the ministry that, you know, I, it, I come alive again in, in the ministry, um, but that's that's the biggest thing. I have all that hesitation beforehand. Once I get started, boom, I'm rolling. I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah, I think about uh, some of the introverts in ministry. And, uh, you know, my sister is an amazing ministry leader. But she's she's an introvert, and she has to fire herself up to get into ministry mode. Um, mm. and, and by the grace of God, like, she is – you would never know that she's an introvert. Not that being an introvert is a bad thing, but she stretches to reach out to the, the teens that feel lost and lonely. But after a break, I imagine she has to – Okay, get fired back up again, and kind of, you know, oh, oh, cross over that hill or overcome that challenge, um, and then and then it's easy from there. But there are some times where we have to get fired back. You know, it's hard when, like, okay, I got to print the name tags again, or I have to do this again, or I have to do this again, set up the chairs and the tables again, you know. And and then once you get in the rhythm, it's a lot easier. It's a routine that really carries you through, and that sounds like that's what's happening for you. But there's there's different hurdles in regards to starting ourselves. Back up after a break,
1: and so pay attention to that. You know, whatever whatever it takes for you to get started back up, make sure you're starting it. You know, early enough before the break ends, so that you're you're ready when things start back up. The uh, we talked about the loss of momentum in the ministry, like when the the people that we serve aren't used to coming.
0: Like, what is the response to that? Like, how do we fix that? Right. I think that there's there's a couple of things. We find ourselves coming back from a break, especially if it's a, 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 a not a vacation, but like a, a break where we're spending time planning the semester, that we're excited. We're like, okay, I've got this. I want to see how this works out. How are the teens going to receive this topic? Or how is the, the, the adults going to receive this topic? Whatever it is. And then, boom, it happens and no one's there. <laughs> yep. Right? Because yeah. we didn't prepare them to start back up again. We just prepared for... Like they were coming every week. So we have to um, do some marketing and some communication, right? And, and that involves um, after a longer break, especially starting up at a fall semester, some branding Yes, some time. Yeah. It's maybe some time uh, as, a, as a, an announcement after mass where you get up and you share in 90 seconds or less, please. all those retreats for adults that have seven minute testimonies at the end of mass, please 90 seconds or less. Um, but you share and you, you, you get people aware and we're getting going again and make it exciting, make it fun and then over communicate it. Literally it's in the bulletin. It's at the pulpit announcement. It's uh, the priest announcement. It's, um, it's in their email box or the text service that you use those different things. That way, when they come back, they know that they're welcome back. They know that this, we've prepared something for you, um, and we're excited to have you back. And then they'll show up.
1: And sometimes that first thing that you're inviting them back to is bigger than the regular week in and week out. Um, it's a, more exciting, it's a, it's a kickoff right? that is like, ooh, I, I definitely want to go to that. And sometimes you'll see more kids at the kickoff than you will for the rest of the year. E-
0: every year. Like every year that's our biggest night. And that's fine because we, we hype it up so much that people are like, I have to bring my friend to this, you know. Yep. So like for those ministries that have a whole new crop of people that come, how do they prepare like for that? Well, I, I think that one piece about it is you have to prepare your team, especially if it's a returning team. And remind them, okay, at the end, the last time we saw people, they were cloaked in white garments and yeah. sacred chrism dripping from their foreheads. It's not going to be the same as where we left it, right? For RCIA, I think that's a great, a great example. Or, or the teens or whatever it is, you've got to prepare your team for the fact that we have got to take a step backwards so that we can meet them where they're at and then journey with them further along down the trail
1: yeah and that's that's really hard, like regardless of what ministry you're in, um, as you grow in your relationship with Christ in your spirituality it, it gets harder to meet people where they are because you because of where you are, like you expect them to be further and then when you like in, specifically in RCIA, when you get a whole new crop of people every year, I can't imagine how hard that is to
0: to reset. That's got to be really hard. So one thing that I found extremely uh, helpful is to love them before you meet them. Mm. Okay, so we have a fall retreat that we do, and uh, nine days before the retreat, we start a novena. And I email it out to the team, and that those nine days, we're praying for this these, these teens that we're going to encounter on the retreat that we haven't even met yet. And so we yeah. love them before we meet them. We've prepared our hearts. We've been praying for them. And then when we have that encounter we already know that we've already invested in these people. And so invest in the people before you meet them and prayer is an amazing way to do it. I love the novena cuz it's it's 9 days and so it almost uh, kind of creates like a countdown timer. Tick yeah, yeah. tick 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 and it's not it's not like oh just do this every day for the next 3 months. It's it's a clear concise yeah, it's a smart goal. I mean, a novena is like a smart goal, sure. specific, yeah. measurable. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the nine-day novena before your first big event, I think, is a great way to pray for those, love them before you meet them. And getting your mindset right you
1: know, that we get to do this all over again. We get to build these relationships again. We get to develop people again. That's And that that can be exciting. If, if that's the, the ministry that you're called to, that can be a really cool ministry to build people up to a point and then let them go.
0: Yeah, and so maybe maybe even uh, showcasing past success stories would be a good way to okay. In a week, we're going to meet these teens or these uh, people, but remember, this person who came through this program is now a deacon, you know, or yeah, you know, absolutely. it went to seminary or whatever it is. Showcase those and say some of these these people that are coming through are called to great things such as this.
1: Yeah. And and we get to be a, a play a part in the role of building them up to that point, right? And so that's that can be really exciting, you know, as you go into the next year, the next semester, the next after the break. What about uh, like bringing your break back to your return?
0: Yes, I wanted to share. We had um, our pastor take a sabbatical and I mean, this is a break. He wasn't at the <laughs> masses. He wasn't in the country. Um, and it was, it was for a, a significant amount of time. I think it was six to eight months. He went away, and he came back with the vision for the parish, the, the tagline, from maintenance to mission. So during his time away, he was able to take a step back from really what seems like a CEO role for a lot of pastors. <laughs> hey, you know how you wanted to serve people and love people on a real relational, personal level? Well... You're gonna be a CEO of a, a million-dollar corporation. Like every and you'll parish,
1: never see any people other than your staff.
0: Right, and then you get, here's a firefighter <laughs> hat. You're gonna put out fires, and uh, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And you know, by the way, you, you'll be lucky enough to hear confessions two hours a week and say mass two hours a week. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. You've never heard that. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, buddy. <laughs> well, isn't oil and grease the same thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I've never heard oil. <laughs> tomato 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 maybe we need
1: a a facebook response to this one because i need to know (laughs) which ones which one do people hear the most we may we may put a poll out on this one because why 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 does one
0: of us have to be wrong couldn't we just both be right you put you put grease on yours i'll put oil on mine and we'll be happy (laughs) sounds good (laughs) okay anyways so he came back from that break and he brought that new perspective with him back from the break Mm-hmm. And it uh, it transformed the way that our parish operated as a whole. And so on our breaks, I'm hoping that, especially in regards to vacations, that those perspectives, that renewed sense, that we come back and it changes the way that we interact with our coworkers, interact with our volunteers, interact with those we serve.
1: Well, and not just vacations, but like, like what we said, this natural break in the summertime is a great time for professional development. It's time for you to read that book, you know, that you've wanted to read, that you heard about in the, in the spring or the fall semester. It's time to go to a conference and, and really develop yourself. And then, like, exactly like you said, take that, bring that in, into your return. But don't, like, again, don't waste the break. Use the break to, to develop, you know, professionally and then take that back into your, yeah, into your ministry. I think that's, yeah, that's essential for, for those down times in a way.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, I would also say plan out when you're coming back from a break. Plan out your return, because especially after vacation, I tend to fall into the rhythm of I'm going to get my emails out of the way first before I do the important things. Mm-hmm. And coming back from vacation, getting your emails done first can take two to three days depending on how long you've been gone. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe that, 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 that that's what God desires as our most important task of the day. When we return, mm-hmm. especially when we have new energy and new ideas, put those ideas into action or build some infrastructure around those ideas before you dive into all the other logistics that have been waiting for you. Clearly, they survived without you, right? You were gone on a vacation for 5, 7, 10, 15 days, and the church is still standing, the teens are still there, or those that you serve with, you know, please, please, please set it up so that that momentum, that freshness, can have um, an on-ramp to the ministry as well or to the life of your parish as well.
1: Yeah, but I mean, outside of the whole vacation thing, what we what we haven't talked about at all, you know, this whole time is, and I, I just said something about it, but was is using your break wisely. Like, what is that break time used for? Um, and I've seen ministers who don't do anything to prepare for their coming back or for the The return of the restart. ministry. The return of the ministry until like the day of or the week before, sure, and and then you're behind the eight ball, man. I mean, you're 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 going to be playing catch up the whole time. You're going to be making that whole ministry season miserable for yourself because you you didn't prepare for the return,
0: right? Yeah. So breaks a good good use of ministry breaks where they're not meeting regularly. I mean, obviously, we, we did an episode a while back about you know. Take 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 some time to meet with a core team member or and have have break some bread, get to know some of your volunteers on a deeper way. But I also think that you need a whiteboard, right? You need to spend some time with a whiteboard and the Lord. Lord yeah. and a whiteboard. Um <laughs> and You're gonna rap for us again. <laughs> not again. And and put things <laughs> into action, right? Like what do you want, Lord? And then to wrestle with those things, discern those things. But that needs to be up there weeks in advance to where you're like, I'm staring at this every day and I'm wondering. Lord, what do you want to do with this? How are you calling me? What's the theme or an aspect of the following semester that you desire for the people that I serve?
1: Yeah, and if you want to try to do things, big things with your ministry, try to make big changes, you can't start the week before. Right. Like one of the things that I'm looking looking to do with our high school program here um, in town is to transition to a small group model. Well, I can't wait to to start, you know, planning that and figuring that out and and getting the volunteers, you know, on board. Um, I can't wait until two weeks before. I've, I've got to be doing that now. Right. So if if you're if you're looking to do like any any big revamping, big planning, you've got to start early.
0: And so there there have been a, a lot of talk about some of the challenges and how to address some of those challenges after a ministry break or after a vacation. Um, but I want to let you know that those challenges, even if they're not met well, they're still worth <laughs> taking a break. Yeah. Right, I want to give I want to give all ministry leaders out there permission to take a break, whether that's from one semester to the next semester or taking a vacation and some time away. There should be natural seasons, just just like a farmer. There's natural seasons where the field needs to rest, and God still has a plan for those people. And for example, my youth ministry summer looks a little bit differently to where we're doing ministry at a different pace. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. not as intense, it's a little bit more social and, uh, and then there's a couple of deeper events where we're going on a mission trip or going to a youth conference. And, and that's fine, but it doesn't it's not as weekly demanding as the regular fall semester or spring semester. And so please please, please find a different rhythm of life for a time and allow that to renew you so that when you come back from a break, you're in a springtime of ministry life.
1: Absolutely. Anything else before we close out, Chris?
0: No, I am. Welcome back once again, Matt Rice. It's so good to be doing <laughs> podcasting with you again. I missed you. He was real nervous because I trimmed my beard and he thought I shaved it off, which. Uh, he,
1: he looks weird, guys. I,
0: well, that's that's like a given. Of course I look weird, but I'm beautiful.
1: You are. You are. I, I'm like, I'm terrified. I, every so often I think about shaving my beard, um, but it's been like five or six years that I've, I've, I've had a full beard. And my kids would, I think my kids would just freak out.
0: The majority of my kids haven't seen me without a beard.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. I, I Yeah, that's my biggest fear about shaving my beard is that my kids would disown me. <laughs>
0: they would lock the door on me. Who is this man? Listeners, there's uh, some YouTube videos of dads doing this to their kids. Yeah. And you think it's going to be cute and adorable and it just breaks them. It just breaks yeah, the, kids the, kids the kids time start after crying. time. Okay, great. So after that tangent, you guys, um, you can follow us or find us or like us or share us or whatever it is that you do on the platform that you're using. Um, but one of the best ways to engage us would be via our Facebook group. Uh, you could just look up uh, MLA Podcast or is it Ministry Leaders Anonymous? You're just MLA Podcast. You're nodding. Yeah. You're just nodding. They can't see you nodding. Mean, yeah. MLA Ministry Podcast. Leaders Anonymous.
1: Yeah, either way. It's, it's easy to find. Yeah.
0: And you can also email us, MLA at ablazeyouth.org.
1: Yeah, and share this with a friend. Um, I don't know if you have, I mean, I'm sure you have other ministry leaders that you know. Um, Make sure and share this with them because, I mean, a lot of the stuff we talk about on this, I mean, we absolutely need need to be having these conversations.
0: I thought you were going to say, share this with a friend. I don't know if you have a friend, but if you do.
1: That's that's actually what I was going to say, so I stopped myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good. Um, And here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week. To take a breath, take a break, and pray for other ministry leaders.
1: We will see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless.
0: You're going to rap for us (laughs) again? What do you want, Lord? What do you want, Lord? You need a whiteboard. Lord and a whiteboard. What do you want, Lord? What do you want, Lord? Lord and a whiteboard. You need a whiteboard. You need a whiteboard, whiteboard, whiteboard. What do you want, Lord? What do you want, Lord?